0: Hello to all the Rugby League diehards and welcome to another episode of Belgium's number one Rugby League podcast, Six to Go. My name is Tom Campbell and it's great to have you company. As we head into today's episode, I can't wait for my guests today as we cover six topics related to the game or even their own career. My guest this week is Ben Dobbin. Dobbo just about does everything. He's the host of Triple M Rush Hour. He's a sideline commentator. He's a Channel 9 sports reporter. He probably drives the team buses and buys the beers as well. One of the busiest and most loved personalities in the game. It's a lot of fun having him on. Hope you enjoy our chat. Here's Ben Dobbin. I'm joined by Ben Dobbin as the next guest of the 6 Go podcast. Dobbo, how are you, mate?
1: Yeah, I'm really, really well. I'm really happy to be... A part of this, mate, and and Tom, it's Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, and to everybody else uh, out there listening, I hope you're having a great break.
0: Back at you, Dobbo, and it's great to have you on, mate. That is for sure. Now I've got six topics to cover with you today, and we'll run through it. I'll start with the Queensland teams. Uh, yep. I'm in, I'm including the Dolphins in this. Sure. If you if you had to put your money on the next Queensland team to win a premiership, who are you taking?
1: Yeah, I'm taking Brisbane, and um, and I don't think it's far away. I really don't. Um, I think Brisbane um, Wooden Spooners two years ago um, have really turned a corner, and I and I mean that from their management at the very top of the at the top of the tree in Dave Donaghy to their roster management with Ben Iken, to their strength and conditioning, to their fitness um, trainer and Dave Ballard, to the way that their pre-season has been. I don't think they win the comp this year. There's no two ways about it. But I think um, it within the next two years, I think Brisbane are going to be around about and in the conversation to win a comp. And, and I don't think uh, regardless of signings, the Titans or the Cowboys can say that and, and Dolphins at this stage, well, there no chance.
0: That's interesting. I spoke to Paul Kent last week and he was um, he was actually quite bullish on um, how, how the Broncos are travelling uh, yeah. off-field mainly yeah. Uh, yeah. With, with Ben Iken. Well, his relationship
1: with Ben Iken is, is close like mine, um, yep. so there's no two ways about that. But um, I've watched their pre-season training and the, and, the, and the depth that they've got. And I mean, you just think about some of the kids that they've signed and some of the depth that they've got. There's players like, you know, Jermaine Azarco, like Jordan Pereira, who are really going to struggle to make that side this year. Um, there is a abundance of talents in the halves. Um, you know, there, there is an awful lot of edge forwards and front rowers at the moment who will start in the intra-Super Cup this year. Um, there, there's just there's just a lot of depth, and that's probably something Brisbane have been lacking. Now, is Kevin Walters the right coach? I believe he is, but there won't be any excuses. They've all gone on record this year and said anything other than the top eight's a failure. I believe Brisbane are all in. Um, I think they're a top six side. They could even be better if they get a bit of luck. Um, and injury-free, but please, I'm I'm genuine about that. I am bullish on them as well, Um, and it's not because I've drunk the Kool-Aid. I just think (laughs) that they've done enough um, with their recruitment. I think it's going to take a few years, but they're very going to be very much in contention moving forward.
0: Is Selwyn Cobbo, A, going to start, and B, start at fullback?
1: no. Yes, the answer, yes, he definitely will start, but he won't be fullback. Tessie New will get the first chance at fullback, providing his fit. And that's been um, given to me and told to me uh, by the Broncos. Where Cobbo starts will depend on a few factors. My inkling is that they'll probably start him on the wing to start off with. Or if not, it'll be Herbie Farnworth starts on the wing and Cobbo starts in the centres. But either way, Cobbo will not be the fullback. I think long-term he's a fullback, but they're really impressed with how World Tessie New came back and how his pre-season's been. Um, And they believe that he he will be their starting fullback. So as much as we like how electric Cobbo will be, I think the wing spot or centre, and that will depend on what they decide to do with Herbie Farnworth. So that's really the direction that they're going in in that place at the present moment.
0: So just to round this out, you're taking Brisbane to be the top Queensland team this year?
1: Brisbane will definitely be the top Queensland side. Um, at, at, at the top Queensland team in the Telstra Premiership in 2022 will be the Broncos, for sure. Yeah, I'm 100% on that.
0: Dobbo, the Titans made the finals last year. What, what's a pass mark for them this season?
1: Oh, well, The finals again. But, I mean, remember they made the finals with a, um, a differential that was, you know, not great. I think they had m- more losses than wins. It's just that the gap between... 8th um, and 16th and, and the top four or six sizes so far. So, I mean, the Titans can say they made the 8th and it was a great job from where they've come from. But let's not sugarcoat it too much. Um, they got beaten up at different stages and they had more losses than they had wins. So that's got to say, well, that would be the first thing that they need to do. They're, they're risking heavy. I mean they've cut a lot of players to let Jamal Fogarty go who was their club captain yep. um for the sake of that they're going they're going with youth and that's a, that's okay as well but i mean it, it it only takes one injury and there's not a lot of depth there um and to put AJ Brimson who has been an origin fullback and risk him and say well he's the new number 6 um oh, Toby Sexton the 7 you've got young Campbell um, who's going to be the fullback? There, there's a lot of question marks. I know they're all telling the players, but to deliver week in, week out, that's a huge thing.
0: You just mentioned there that uh, Brimson to six, that's, that's going to go ahead, is it? That's a lock. That's a lock. Brimson and Sexton
1: will be the halves. That, that, they've already gone out and they've trained like that all off season, and that's where they'll end up. That's where they'll start, providing that the fitness is the right thing. Yep.
0: Uh, locking up Tino, though, must have been a big morale. Uh, James Hooper said a couple of weeks ago that Tino was really close to going to Redcliffe.
1: Yeah, he certainly was. But, I mean, loyalty. Tino's a very loyal uh, person. And the big thing for Tino was that he'd, he'd, he'd rallied the troops and he'd put his neck on the line to stay. He took unders to stay at the Titans. There's no two ways about it. Eight seventy five plus a car um, <laughs> a year to stay at the Titans. And that's what he took. Um, and from there but it was all around loyalty. He'd got David Fafita there. He'd got other players there. He'd been very vocal about starting to build something there after two seasons to then just sign up and walk. Um, I mean, he's a pretty good type of human and a very good style of bloke. It's a real shot in the arm for the Titans that he did commit to it. Um, but for Tino to, to commit that, that says a lot about where he wants to go. And it is a great signing, Um but they've got to build the players around them. For Feeder's performance last year, I don't care what you're saying. If you're getting paid in excess of a million dollars a season and that you are currently at this moment, you know, the the face of a brand, you need to deliver more than what you did. And he didn't do enough for me to warrant. I know everybody will say, oh, he had tackle breaks and line breaks, but you need to be an 80 minute footballer or a 60 minute footballer. You cannot start from the bench. And I think um, there was a few injuries that come, come the weight of expectation. Remember he's only young, but, if you look at the performance of a bloke like Paynehurst for Brisbane compared to Fafita, Husk delivered week in, week out. Fafita didn't. Um, and he can't go missing in games like he did.
0: Dobby, the Cowboys had a couple of bright moments in the middle of the season last year, but really in the end it did capitulate uh, into a bit of a mess. They go out and side Chad Townsend on big money. Do, do they have to make the finals for Todd Payton to be safe?
1: Oh, Tom Payton be safe because he's got some time and he's a good coach. They just don't have the cattle at the moment. Now, they're building it. They've got a great youth program there. They've got a great training facility. So what they're actually doing at the present moment is they're actually trying to get everything um, together. Now, it's going to take some time. But if you look at their top 17 when they're all fit and strong, remembering last year they lost Morgan um, before the season started. Um, Val came back. They weren't quite sure where to place him. There was a lot of question marks around it. The Hammer got injured. They have got some amazing footballers there. Fit, yes, they're good. I just think that potentially they're just lacking that edge forward. And there's going to be a big question mark about what happens with Jason, their captain, because of the vaccination situation. At this moment, he's not vaccinated. um, And that's the big question mark that everybody wants to know, whether or not he will because he won't be able to play a percentage of the games if he doesn't. That's going to possess some problems as well
0: if he chooses not to. Yeah, boy, won't it. Um, what do you make of the Townsend and Dearden signings? Because with Drinkwater, that, to me, they're trying yeah. to fit three into two now.
1: Oh, 100%, and it's going to end in tears, and yeah. um, and I'm not sure I'm not sure where it lands, but there, there is trouble brewing with that one. Um, <laughs> there, there's, there's no two ways about it. Townsend's obviously there to do a job, I'm not 100% convinced that um, young Tommy Dearden at the moment that his spirits just might be a fraction broken. Um, but time will tell on where that lands. Um, so he, he he's going to work hard, obviously, to try and get back into that first-grade side. But I don't think he starts there. I think they've got bigger fish. And I think, you know, unless Tom Dearden can... You know, there is injury, so he will get an opportunity. But unless there's something miraculous happening in the off-season, I think and Townsend and Drinkwater are your starting point and you work from there. Um, the lot of mail is that Val Holmes will play in the centres. He's not going to be on the fullback. And I think we saw a lot of a lot of Val's better football played on the wing last year. That's just two years. He, he won a premiership for Cronulla on the wing. So time will tell. But they've got some concerns up there. It's not going to be the season that everybody's hoping for if you're a Cowboys supporter. I know you you want to hear that. You want to, you want to believe that they're going to be wonderful, but it's just not going to be.
0: Got it's actually a mess, Dobbo. You got a million dollars on the wing. Like, that. that's really disappointing if they have to play Holmes on the wing.
1: Well, I think they're going to play him in the centres, mate. I think they're going to bring him closer to the ball and give him a bit more room. Um, but, I mean, you know, that was before Todd Payton's time as well. Yeah. You've got to remember, this is not a decision that he made. Val Holmes is a—he's an Australian representative. He's a phenomenal footballer. But whether or not he's worth that money, well, that was in the Paul Green, Peter Parr era. And... And those question marks are long gone. Do you know what I mean? That's not for anybody else. Yeah. To judge, at some point when he was coming back, he was coming back from Gridon. Hell of a good bloke. Good luck to him and his young family. Um. But whether or not that fits for the Cowboys moving forward, well, that's the decision everybody needs to worry about.
0: You just mentioned Jason Tomalolo before, and he's not vaccinated. Yep. I, I'm just throwing this out there. I don't know anything. Is this? Uh, and it's very the conspiracy theory side of me. Is this a play to try and get out of North Queensland or you just think he's a genuine non-vaxxer? No,
1: he's a genuine anti-vaxxer. But, you know, there's always going to be those question marks. He signed a 10-year deal a long time ago. It was worth a million dollars a year. Is he worth more if he's playing well? Probably, yeah. And would he like to? I don't know that that answer. But I would hope not. I would hope that he's committed there. He's the club captain. He's an important part of um, the Cowboys moving forward. So you would hope that moving forward, that he gets something sorted out and whether or not they come to some solution about vaccination because it's a real issue at the moment.
0: Dobbo, we'll move on to this. I saw an article the other day about how Michael Maguire would be the first coach sacked in 2022, which might be true, but to me, it's absolutely not being talked about enough uh, the quality of players managers had to deal with at the West Tigers. Now, what do I sure. mean by that? If you take the Premiers, the Penrith Panthers, for example, there isn't one player from the West Tigers who would get a start in the Panthers, certainly not in the starting lineup. Maybe, and I mean maybe, you can throw Adam Dewey on a bench. Yes. But uh, to take anyone else from the Tigers, I think it would be laughable. Um, I don't believe the administration is being held accountable at all through this whole uh, fiasco with Michael Maguire, and I don't Probably think... Probably not. I don't think the From... Tales of Tiger Town did Justin Pasco any good. Um, where's the accountability no. in the front office there?
1: Look, uh, th- that's always been the big divide between a CEO and where it happens to the coach. But the bottom line is you can only judge a coach on whether or not your roster is improving every year. So if the players that you've got, the best 17, whether or not they're better at the, start, at the end of the season as a player than what they were at the start of the season. And if you looked at last year, you would have to say that wasn't the case. Now, for Michael Maguire, who is an exceptional premiership coach, let's not take anything away. 2014, he won the premiership as a coach of South Sydney. But for Tim Sheens to come in there as the head of football, for Michael Maguire to remain safe, these players need to be improving week in, week out. It is a results-driven business. He's fully aware of that. And if he can see the improvement, if he can get the cattle there, things are going to change. Remembering... It's only, it's coaching. Wayne Bennett did it at, at an origin level. I think Michael Maguire is a phenomenal coach. I don't believe he's the first one sacked. I think there's other ones will emerge and there'll be a team that we're not talking about um, that will emerge. But, and there is dramas ahead for the Tigers because they're not going to win the games they want. But remember, let's not face it, Brisbane don't make the eight this year. There'll be calls for Kevin Walters to not be reinstated. Yep. So, I mean, there's a lot of coaches under pressure.
0: The Tigers have signed Appy Korosau and Isaiah Papaliti for 2023. Uh, give me your best guess. Does Madge coach them at the Tigers?
1: I say yes. I say he has an improved performance this year, and he'll be there the following year, and he'll put some more cattle around them, and that's the big thing. List management is a long way away. Look what Kevin Walt was inherited. Ben Eichen comes in, Dave Donahue, they sign Adam Reynolds, they sign signed Kate Ball. They've brought some good strong Corey Jensen, some good, strong players. They moved on some troublesome players who they had some issues with, and they're looking like a different side. They're unified, Pat Carrigan comes back, the emergence of Jordan Ricky, some of these Keenan Palacios, some of these blokes, they're looking very, very good. So to me, I think Michael Maguire stays. Yeah. I don't think he I don't think he gets sacked.
0: I hope you're right there, because I'm a Madge fan. Dobbo, who's the team No-one is talking about that you think could challenge for a top four outside the obvious ones. Throw one at me.
1: Oh, geez. um, Look, I'm going to say Brisbane because I mean that genuinely. Canberra at a pinch because they've got Kotrick back and they've got got some outside backs back. But I'm going to say Brisbane are the smoky. and And the only reason being is that I think the improvement they got the back end, they're so unified. They're such a young side, but they're elite. Catoni Stags made a huge difference as side. All this is, obviously, remaining with their key players, remaining fit. You can't lose a lot of origin players as well. Brisbane will lose at least two or three origin players every year at the moment. But I can't see Cronulla improving. I can't see, even though they're lost, I can't see St. George improving. I can't see the West Tigers. I can't see the Cowboys, the Titans. I can't say that. I think the Warriors are in for a tough year this year. To me, Brisbane are the smoky. And if they can get away quick, they can get away. You know, uh, 10 wins made the eight. I I I look at Brisbane and say they could have 14, 15 wins.
0: Wow. Wow. Uh, can I throw one at you? Can I throw one at you? I, I have to tell you, Dole, I'm intrigued by Newcastle. Uh, I've heard some really great things coming out of there, particularly with Joey going back. And I think they have recruited well. Clifford obviously went there mid-season last year. Gagai yep. uh, fills a key hole for them. I sure. know. I know Pierce is a big loss. I get that totally, but I think Tower, the young r- winger, has potential to be an absolute star. And I'm really excited to see Bailey Hodgson get a crack at some time this season. Now, yep. whether they win the comp, probably not. But I do think yeah, they, well, they, made the they made the eight. They made the eight.
1: So you would have to think that they're, they're they're going to be a chance of making the eight again next year. That's the big thing. That they were strong, and so anything other than that's a failure for Adam O'Brien. But yeah, I would think that that that's a they're going to be stronger, but I don't think they're going to challenge for the premiership or anything like that. I think, you know, Penrith, the Melbournes, regardless, you know, Melbourne are due for a for a, a, a big year. I think Parramatta, despite the fact, um, I don't think the dogs are going to be anywhere what they think. I think the Roosters will be a lot better this year with a healthy crew, with Kiri back and, and some of the players. So, I think it's the usual suspects um, that that make up that make the top four. You know, the bolt up. you know, can Ken Cronulla, Ken Cronulla produce something? They, they obviously recruited heavy. So it's going to be an interesting an interesting take on exactly what happens.
0: They're all chasing those elite three, four, five teams though, aren't they?
1: Exactly right. Yeah. There's a huge gap between them as well. That's the biggest thing. There's never been a bigger gap. So, you know, it's all about experience. It's a little bit of luck, a good game management, recovery, um, trying to stay off-field. Off-field incidents have a huge effect as well if you look at you know what St George's had to be, go through over the last few years. That's caused some drama. So I don't think I don't think it's just exactly what goes on on the field. But I think we're we're getting to a point where you know the next six to eight weeks will be really important before the trials begin in the middle of February.
0: Though I spoke to Paul Kent last week and he brought up the point of what COVID will impact us next season. We've already seen Pat Cummins miss the second test and other athletes in other sports around the world missing games left, right, left and right due to positive tests. My question to you is, do you think there will be teams who willingly go into a self-imposed bubble next year? Because if they did, it would be a massive advantage.
1: Oh, I think there's definitely going to be some protocol and teams are talking about that now. I don't think that that's... Um... I think that's a really, really true true situation. No, I think teams are looking at, well, hang on, do we just put everything on Zoom and try and keep um, the players from having access to the general public? Vaccination obviously goes a long way. There'll be a lot of testing. Um, it's going to look completely different in two months to what it does today, in three months and four months. So, I mean, we're at the height of it again at the moment. Yep. I don't think it's going to be as bad come winter. I think, you know, we, we will have broken the back of it. So time will tell, but it, you know you would like to think that we are not clear of it, but it is managed in a different situation where we still have access and, and kids can meet their heroes, and and we we don't do every single thing from Zoom.
0: So so there's no talk at the moment of um no going into the, like the the bubbles no. and like relocating again. At no no ne-
1: no chance. Not while the borders are open. No, that that won't happen. I think you know there might be chartered plot flights and stuff like that. That might be very much a thing, but I I highly doubt that we'll go back into that bubble situation like we have in the last couple of years.
0: Well, Dobbo, that's it from myself. I can't thank you enough for coming on the 60 Go podcast today. You've always been great to me, and I I appreciate you taking the time.
1: No problem at all. Thanks, Tom, and have a good one, mate. I appreciate it. Merry Christmas once again.
0: Thanks, mate. Talk soon. Thanks, brother. A big thanks to Dobbo for coming on the show today. There's not too many people busier than Dobbo, so it was great to have a chat with him. If you want to catch Dobbo's show The Rush Hour, you can weeknights on the Triple M network, as well as his work on channel 9 as well. My name is Tom Campbell. it's been good to have your company. Until next time, this has been the 60 Podcast, and that is Full Time.